Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God. And that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Good morning. This is Rest Stops with God, Part 2. Do you recall what Walt Gerber said? The main responsibility of a Christian is yieldedness. I love that because I think that that's something I can do no matter how tired I might be or stressed. Why are we so hesitant to rest when that's what we need the most? Why do we ignore the signs for rest stops? Sometimes whoever's driving, I think that they are ignoring those signs on purpose. And maybe you ignore those signs too. You know that God wants you to slow down and crawl up into his lap and just be held by him and become more conscious of how much he loves you. But we just don't do that. What excuses do we make when Jesus has so gently invited us to rest in him? I like that old hymn, I need thee every hour. If we could just wake up every morning and say, Lord, I'm so weak. I can't get through this day without you. I'm desperate for you to help me. And he says, I know. And I say, oh, that's right. You do. Why are we so hesitant to rest when that's what we need the most? I see our independence as probably our greatest hindrance to intimacy. We make excuses because we're so independent. We simply think we can handle things ourselves. And in our deepest, darkest, quiet time with ourselves, we might admit that we can't, but we don't want to tell anybody else that we can't. And we have all these shoulds in our head. I love the prayer my sister-in-law Anne gave me. She gave it to me over the phone one day and I laughed so hard. It's very old. Perhaps you've heard it before, but it's always a great reminder. Here's the prayer. So far today, God, I've been all right. I haven't gossiped. I haven't lost my temper. I haven't been grumpy, nasty, or selfish. I'm really glad of that. But in a few minutes, God, I'm going to get out of bed. And from then on, I'm going to need a lot of help. Amen. The problem is I forget to pray that prayer before I get out of bed. I decided I needed to stencil it on our bedroom ceiling so it's the first thing I see in the morning. Really, this prayer says it all. I am weak. God is strong. I can't do it alone. He wants me to ask for help. I need God. God loves me. Amen. I think a sign of maturity is admitting we need help. It's the insecure person who says, oh no, I can do this. Like a nine-year-old who says, I want to do this all by myself or even a two-year-old. God gets our attention by allowing us to trip up or showing our weaknesses to ourselves through illness, failure, pain, pain for ourselves or maybe a pain that we've caused someone else, disappointment, conviction of sin, so that we will come to him and fall on his breast. I hope I'm not making you depressed by saying these things, but these things have happened to me where I've really messed up and I go, oh my goodness, I need the Lord so much. Why didn't I ask him for help? 
When we're worn out and we need God's rest, maybe it's because we've been too independent to pull off our busy road and stop at the next roadside rest stop. Another reason we may ignore rest stops is busyness. I get frustrated with my man in plaid, my husband, because he is so one track. He functions best doing one thing at a time. He's very good at whatever he's doing. I pride myself at juggling many things at once. And you know, you really have to be warned off if you ever start a sentence that starts with, I pride myself at, because you know you're going to fail. But when I'm forced to trim my schedule to fit in with his lifestyle, I do become less stressed. I see the value of one tracking. I hope he's not listening to my podcast. I don't want him to think that I know he's right in this regard. I do feel relief in the simplicity of life again. That's why it's good to get away with a group of women or just by yourself. It's a forced slowdown where we can think about this question. Is our plate too full? I'm going to have you just say that to yourself or ask yourself that question right now. Is my plate too full? I told my friend Lori that I didn't have a plate. I had a platter and it was too full. When it gets too full, things fall off. Important things, not just the riffraff, but important things begin falling off because it's too full. Are we too busy? If we're too busy for God, we're too busy. Bottom line. If we're becoming a stranger to the very God that we are serving, we're too busy. If we can't remember why we're doing things for the God that we say we love, we're too busy. Jesus wants our hearts more than our service. I told a friend I was so busy studying about intimacy with God that I didn't have the time to be intimate with God. A little convicting. Our local Christian bookstore sold out of a plaque that only had two words, Martha, Martha. Funny how that plaque hits home. Mary, Martha was working hard in the kitchen trying to serve her heart out. Mary, her sister, was sitting at Jesus' feet. And he said Mary had chosen the better thing. I'm sure he said Martha, Martha with a lot of love in his voice. And he says the same to me. Sue, Sue. Mary has chosen the better thing. She's sitting at my feet. Will you do the same? A friend said she felt that Martha had gotten a bad rap. This friend spends a lot of time serving others. We are doers. It's what keeps a family together and functioning. We'll find that out when we get back from a long trip by ourselves and we come back and we go, wow, the house is a disaster. But according to this account, sitting is more important than serving. The best way to serve Jesus is to sit first. Enjoy me, Jesus said. Be renewed first. A friend told me that she was so busy she guessed that God just had to fit through the cracks. I don't think that's how God spent time with Adam and Eve before the fall. He just didn't fit into their leftover time. He was their main event. 
If we don't sit first at Jesus' feet, the passion of our hearts, Jesus himself, will only be a flicker of flame, hardly enough to keep our own faith alive. I know this from personal experience, much less be able to pass it on to others. Thankfully, we find him when we do even just a little bit of searching for him. He's like he's waiting at the window with the with the uh, drapes pulled aside or he's standing at the door with the door ajar and he's just waiting for us to come. Don't expect to start for an hour. Start with five minutes. I remember when I came home from college once and my sister was laying on the bed and she was writing in a journal and I said, what are you doing? And she said, I'm writing my prayers to God. I find that I can write my prayers for five minutes. And I said to myself, maybe I even said it out loud to her because I was an annoying older sister. Five minutes is not very long. And that's when she repeated herself. I find if I do something for five minutes, I'll get it done. So smart. Start with five minutes. One of my favorite devotional books is Face to Face. It's written to be read in five minutes. When I tell women that, they just light up. I can do that. And that's right, you can. That's by Kenneth Boa, by the way. We don't need to view our quiet times as just one more task that we have to undertake to be a good Christian. We need to stop when there is a rest stop sign and take time to get filled up. My friend Lori emailed me, maybe you can relate. I'm rushing all the time, and God asked me if I forgot him in my rush. I'm constantly doing Bible study and reading books, but in order to finish or to lead others, instead of just being filled up with him. You might say, I already know Jesus loves me. I've been singing that song, Jesus loves me, since I was two years old. Hopefully that's true. But we also know our family and friends love us, but there is something so precious and renewing to our relationship when I've been held and told that the more often, the better. My brother Hyatt told me once that he had been sitting still before God. And this is what he told me. God told me something. He told me he was proud of me. Now that's personal. Spoken like a true father to a beloved son. If Hyatt had been too busy to sit still, he would not have heard God's voice. Are you too busy? Are you too busy for God? Then you're too busy. Let's ask him to clear out our ears and our minds and our hearts so that we can hear his voice. So that when he wants to tell us something so precious, I love you, I'm so proud of you, that we will take the time to hear that. Have a great day. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.